Today's episode of Every Little Voice features a talk with the Regent Park School of Music board member, Dr. Bina John. We talk about community music, her research in the field, and much, much more. Enjoy. From the Regent Park School of Music in the city of Toronto, I'm your host, Richard Marcella, and this is Every Little Voice and our socially distanced season three, a podcast about community music. And if your little voice and my little voice get together when we make a joyful noise, and my little voice and your little voice is everything we're gonna need to sing. All right, welcome back to Every Little Voice, uh, a podcast hosted by. The Regent Park School of Music. I'm Richard Marcella, and I'm here today with Dr. Bina John, a longtime board member at the school. And uh, look at that smile. Just glad to have you on. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Delighted. Yeah, no, thank you, Bina, for, for carving time out of your, your busy schedule to um, to really unpack, I think, some of the, you know, just your story in terms of I think of our board members and I think of our community at the Regent Park School of Music. And I think of all the rich and beautiful stories of what brings us together through, through this initiative of RPSM. So I want to kind of talk about how you came to the school and um, your memories, early memories about first kind of connecting with this project. Well, you know, that's a funny story, Richard, right? So my daughter was teaching violin at RPSM, and that's how I found out that you, Richard, were my former student at right. the Faculty of Music was teaching, and I knew that Richard, you would be doing something really out of the box and very creative. So Sarah was going to a staff meeting, and I decided to crash the meeting just to say hello to Richard. And that's how it uh, all started. You, but- <laughs> Bina, I apologize and thank you. It's nice to hear other people's perspectives on the way reality unfolds because I I, I forget some of these beautiful little memories, right? About so I'm I'm really glad I asked that. I obviously I knew that we were connected. You were, you, you know, you were my professor uh, many years ago. I think it was. It dates back to I met you on 9/11. I remember yep. the. Yep. You know the, the 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 shock and uh, of that day, and and seeing you the way that you handled that uh, that moment in our history, and um, I'll never forget that. And and so obviously I know that we go back way back to to nine eleven. We can say yeah. is is the yeah. day I met you. And um, but from then I I just it's it's nice to hear these stories about how people kind of come into the family of Regent Park School of Music and literally through your family. I forgot Syra was a, a teacher yeah. at the school and that's how that kind of unfolded. Um, so, so you crashed that meeting way back when, whenever. And you didn't get mad at me. I was surprised. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I mean, I, I'm delighted to have you in any room. How could I, how could I get upset about that? That's, that, that's, a, that, that's, you, you add to the room when you're, when you're in it, obviously. And, and so, 
So you joined that meeting impromptu. And what were we talking about? Like, what were some of your early memories about what was going on, uh, what, what we were teaching, how you kind of got involved in, in, well, in, in the journey? So when I was at the meeting, then I realized my other student, who I um, really respected, Mandy Bird, was teaching the early childhood classes. Right. And again, right. just like you, very creative, really thought out of the box. So then my brain yeah. kept going and I thought, oh, this could be a really amazing um, study. And my, okay. my focus at that point was early childhood music. So yeah. Yeah. that started my brain going and you know deciding maybe I would do a study on your early childhood music program because I knew it would be good just by virtue. Right Right on. And that that's right. That's right. Like we we've lived many lives here, it sounds like. And and I and I so yeah, you so so you dug into that ECM program. Yeah. What did you learn from that? Like what were some of your takeaways from from that? And what a cool way to get involved with our school through through researching it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I did notice that I was I was having a lot of trouble with traditional methods of early childhood music, the the very rigid, you know, yeah. methodologies yeah. and Thinking about diverse populations, I was thinking there was a way, you know, surely we, there should be an alternative way of approaching young children. And so I actually, so what Mandy was doing is she was incorporating traditional methodologies, but she also had a moment where she realized that these methodologies weren't working, that she wasn't engaging with the children. Right. And so one day she, she was really upset, you know, there's a lot of the, the, there was one particular child who was autistic and he well, he would scream from the beginning to the end, and, and it was really hard to conduct the class. So she had a, an idea where she thought that, you know, your room, that wonderful room with all the instruments, she thought she would try something experimental. So she went, uh, the, one of the classes, she just opened the door and she said, go, do whatever you want. And the kids just sort of looked at her and she said, do whatever you want. So they, they started exploring and, you know, she set the instruments out so she, they could explore that. Yeah, and yeah things started happening, like kids started sort of playing with each other. And the lovely uh, boy with autism sort of found his friend in one of the teaching associates and started playing with him. And that's a relationship that began that day and continued to the entire time that he was there. But what she noticed was this, just this freedom and those that feeling of joy and wonder. Yeah. And yeah. they started to engage. So she, she realized, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to adapt, I'm going to still introduce the traditional methodologies, but I'm going to have time to have this open creative exploration. So what yeah. I studied was the children's affect, like what was their, like what was their mood, what was their affect when they were engaging in the traditional methodologies, what was their mood and affect when they were in the creative, what I call creative musical play. And I was also looking at um, how aware, like when they were in the creative play or using those traditional methodologies, how were they aware of others and how were they, what were signs of uh, themselves, like self-awareness, which is all social emotional learning. Yeah. Well, of course, you can predict the results yeah. of the study, which was, you know, they were much more engaged, much more joyful and relating to others when they were involved in creative musical play. And yeah. I, I actually presented this at the International Society for Music Edu Education Conference in Glasgow. And oh, wow. they were completely take, you know, they were just like, wow, that, that's great. And the funny thing before that was yeah. uh, Dame Evelyn Glinney had given yes. guests the, the, the guest lecture and she had talked about how exploration is so important. And for her first music lesson, her teacher gave her a snare drum. 
Uh-huh. And he said, take it home, Evelyn. And she was like, no, I want a lesson. And he's like, no, discover the snare drum. And he didn't give her the sticks. And what she did for that entire week was explore the snare drum. Okay. And so somebody asked me, did, did, were, you, were you in cohorts with each other when you did this presentation? Because yeah. you basically- They complimented, they complimented yeah, each other so well. Yeah. Of course it wasn't planned, but it, it was- yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, well, I think when you're doing it organically like that, when you're following the lead of the student, um, yeah, it sounds like uh, it was a nice one-two punch between you and and, and Evelyn. That's uh, that's really nice to hear all of that. You know, you're taking me back to like as we, as the school right now looks forward to another session of curriculum development. I think it's that time for us to continuously reflect on the way that we do what we do, and you. You're, you're talking about almost um, through some of Man- Mandy's uh, outside of the box thinking there and her approach um, with that student as an example. I, I wonder how you think, and this is a question I want to ask you as we work through actual curriculum development, but I, I'd like to hear it from you here just raw. You have a class of 20 kids and one of those children might be posing a behavioral challenge in the classroom, right? Might just be acting out, as you mentioned, um, you gave that example, right? Of just like pretty much yelling in the in the class, right? Like or whatever the challenge might be. Yeah. Do you is it in your opinion, do you prioritize that student out of the 20? Or is it a I mean, how do you or do you use kind of different tactics that I think we're a little too used to these days, which is ostracize that one student or or put them in the corner or they're not fitting in for whatever reason and other them in a lot of ways i i don't know i i i it's a loaded gun of a question you know where i stand on this but yeah well i would like to hear it from you as well i I think if a child is acting out it's a sign of distress Mm -hmm. and so you absolutely have to prioritize that and address the distress whatever that might be and i think that needs help from you know you, you do need a teaching assistant to help with that i mean you don't want to interfere with the flow of the class, but clearly right. children don't right. misbehave naturally or children aren't inherently bad. They're inherently, you know, curious, but there's something that's causing that distress. So you have to find the root of that distress and mm-hmm. how long that takes. It doesn't matter. That has to be a priority because mm-hmm. the whole idea of making music is that they're feeling comfortable. They're feeling safe. They're feeling wanted. They're feeling mm-hmm. affirmed. They're feeling loved. Right. So mm-hmm. whatever it is that's, preventing us from, you know, I like that interacting with our children. Um, it's on like us that. to figure that out as much as we can. I like that. I mean, that really is in the spirit of community music in a lot of ways yeah. for me. And, you know, it's interesting, right? Because we're a team of, of over 40 faculty at the moment and trying to get everyone to um, in line with that, that kind of philosophy and that approach is uh, like, everyone has their own take on, classroom management when you're in the thing right like it's oh my gosh like this is really distracting or whatever it is and how we handle kind of these these kind of challenges day to day is is really the challenge is one of the things that we do as a school right as a community and but i do think it does link directly to community building in the way that we we approach the classroom right like how does that permeate outward into our community so it's it's a matter of leading by example there. And I think we do that really well. We definitely make that effort in all of our classes, ensemble or one-on-one. Yeah. Um, I want to know from you, like, what does community music mean to you as a, as a <laughs> good one. you know? It, 
it's such a profound way to engage children in a very unique way of communicating, which is through music. And um, community music is, is is so different in that there, there there's some there's there's a lot of freedom in terms of curriculum. I think you're not um, you don't have to address a, a Toronto district school board or, or any school board. There's this freedom in implementing your um, courses, which which I think gives you the freedom to offer a variety of courses. And I think the way Regent Park School of Music engages children is by just the diverse ways in which we you know. I'll, engage children, whether it's through hip hop or turntabling, or there's so many uh, ways in which we can engage children. I think that's really important. You've, you've seen RPSM. Sorry, I was just going to say, you've seen RPSM from many angles, haven't yeah. you, over your, your, your yeah. years with us? Like, I'm thinking from starting in early childhood music, you've almost done, like, your research runs deeper. It's whether it be formal or informal. You've started with early childhood music. Yeah. And then you're right. You kind of now have gone into our, our work with youth justice yeah. and then saw saw our approaches there, which yeah. was you're right from DJ through to drumming, through to brass, through to whatever, really, that wherever the child wanted to go, we yeah. were trying to go with the, with those participants. Right. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's interesting to reflect on 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 it from your perspective, because it's been very unique. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And the funny yeah. thing that funny thing is I'm also with the youth in detention, and again, we're doing research on that. I'm also looking at the social and emotional interactions and whether you know there's an, a, a sense of musical identity and I see. Um, making music with others. So it, isn't it odd that the, the same things links. I started in early childhood are just as important that's rich. That's very rich to me. That that's very and that I like that. That's a big learning because that's yeah. all of a sudden now. That's like a through line. Yeah, there's uh, a trend in, in, in many of your studies. That's great. That's great to hear. Uh, what excites you the most about your work with us, or your work in general these days? Not not even with RPSM, but I do want to hear oh. an RPSM focus. Like, yeah. Again, possibilities and I, I, the youth in detention program really excited me. That yeah, uh, yeah. that was an, uh, I had never been uh, working with youth in detention, and I was just amazed at um, what a niche there was. That there's such a yeah. need there, and you have students, you know, youth that they all their education is done through tutoring, a one on one. And suddenly they get to get together and make music yeah. together with, you know, the possibilities and just seeing the joy on their faces. We're not, you know, we're not meant to learn alone. We're not meant to learn inside our, you know, in, in a closed room. Music is to be shared. And there was just, there were so many moments that had me in wonderment and awe. I'm in well, wonderment and awe of your, the teachers. The, the teachers best, the that best. are at the core of yeah. your program, I, I just, yeah. you know, my jaw drops and I think, wow, like, again, no, the, absolutely. a lot of the teachers do not have a music education degree, but boy, talk about relating so well and just creating that sense of trust, of, yeah. you know, safety, uh, I've got your back and yeah. let's do this thing. Um, teachers like Jasper take my breath away. Yeah, there so were nothing engages and all the all the teachers yeah. that were with the youth engagement, uh, youth detention project just yeah. took my yeah. breath away because the way they approached uh, music making 
if uh, if you're listening to if you're listening to this podcast, I would urge you to go back and listen to episode. There is an episode in season one and two, I believe, where we speak with Jasper about his the his multiple perspectives of teaching yeah. at the school, whether it be through Turning Point, our youth justice program that 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 Bina is is referring to, or our Parkscapes project. Jasper has definitely helped kind of expand the vision of the school and the definition of community music, really. So, mm-hmm. so that's an example of how powerful our teachers are in terms of bringing their voice and their lived experience into this big thing that we're doing. Right. And that's yeah. so important. I, we're nothing without that interaction, that, that genuine, that raw kind of interaction between student and teacher. That's what makes yeah. it so special. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, another wonderment that, that happened was I was able to bring my own uh, students from Faculty of Music. It was an undergraduate course called Music and Urban Engagement. So yeah. we brought the students to the program to assist with the Regent Park School of Music teachers and assisting with the Turning Point youth. Uh, so students were just, they were um, moved and they were touched, but they, a lot of students said that this was the best course they'd ever taken and they didn't realize, you know, how much more they needed to know in order to be, you know, real out there in the real world. Like things have changed. And right. there was almost like a, why, why yeah. aren't we learning hip hop? Why aren't we learning turntabling? Yeah. This is what we need to survive in 2021, right? So they, yeah. you know, many yeah. of the students in that class who were performance, oboe performance majors, organ majors, but their yeah. lives yeah. just got turned around and they said they didn't realize what the possibilities were in, you know, in, in teaching music. And one student actually withdrew from the education program and said, I want to be a community music teacher. And oh my I, I, gosh. <laughs> so this is so profound that. I didn't you know, know that. That's, that, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Just yeah. took a right turn or left turn to the, yeah. a turn for the best, but he said, this is what I want to do. How I need to be charming. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I mean, Bina, that really is the, the, for me, the formula of success in, in part of what we're doing is linking, um, is linking community music and r- these real experiences that you're mentioning to, um, the, the university, uh, college, the, the, the post-secondary kind of experience in terms of if we don't get that right, then all of a sudden we've talked about this on on a multitude of of occasions that that all of a sudden the the it just becomes an exercise in academia and we don't we don't want that we want this to be uh, a genuine connection between you know and change people's lives in, through education at you know at the University of Toronto where you're at that makes my day to hear that someone experienced the work that we're doing at Regent Park School of Music and cha- and it changed their path now that could look a lot of different ways like. I always say to performance majors, you you have a role in this too. It's not just the music education students or just the community music students. It's it's you as well. If you can make time for philanthropy and what you do and try to give back to community, make it happen, right? Try to find new ways of connecting. And and that's really great to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, charming. Yeah, and, and there's more work charming. to be done with that program. Like you know it and I know it. It's like yeah. The work that, and I'm glad to say, due to the pandemic, well, not due to the pandemic, but we, we had to take a pause with our friends at Turning Point. But we are back in a baby step. We are back to doing uh, one class with them, one private class with them this semester. And Great news, on- Richard. 
Yeah, I'm I'm meeting with Susan Fragis from the program this week again, and awesome. we're continuing to try to build it back up, Dina. So that's, that's I'm happy to share that with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. I'm yeah. I'm excited about all of it. Yeah. Um. Okay. So a couple more questions for you. I know you got to run, but looking back, what is your fondest memory or two? Uh, you've kind of alluded to a couple, but um. Yeah. In your time volunteering with the school, does anything stick out? Uh, you know, could oh, be a student or so many, so many. Yeah. I, I can't even. There's so many, <laughs> but uh, of course, personally, watching my daughter, it was a very transformative experience for her to to be teaching at Regent Park School of Music, and now her path has sort of gone to um, you know, sort of so policy and working mm -hmm. with um, non for profit organization. So I, oh, I, I wow. really think that wow. was again planted a seed. Like, uh, moments with Jasper, moments with yeah. my students, um, you know, just engaging. So with many. The youth. Yeah. Uh, there was that one, there have been so many moments, just, uh, <laughs> you know, like the, the a youth will be uh, teach or playing an instrument and he'll, he'll sort of go, well, I am a musician or that whole identity. Watching my music education student convince a student that she could teach him two parts in in one time and he's like there's no way i can do this and she's just, she was like just trust me and by the end he learned both parts on his piano and oh. he performed for us so it, it's all these like oh my goodness like that just happened and there were multiple i can't even there were so many moments like that so it's hard to really no 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 good it. good good to hear so the passion i love hearing the passion and the excitement in your in, in your volunteerism at rpsm it, it really I, I'm just super thankful that um, I, I, we we get to connect over over all of this work that we're doing, and and it goes deeper, right? I, I really am appreciative of the the collaborative work that we're doing. Uh, you as a board member, um, having your voice at the boardroom table runs deep for me. Um, I love seeing the evolution of your voice at the boardroom table, right? Like you're really. I think the the more we do this every year that we do this, it seems to the roots go a little deeper, right? And and the work gets a lot more meaningful. That's how I see it, anyways. I just there's Absolutely. there's so much we got to do together, right? I just <laughs> I still feel yeah. it, you know. Yeah. No, me too. I have, there, there are too many moments that without that was a hard question because I have so many. But, <laughs> you know, do you I, have all day? <laughs> no, that's part of the that's part of this this podcast is I want to interview it. We went around the boardroom table last uh, two board two board meetings ago, and everyone started opening up, and it made me really realize like I I really want to interview all of our board members over time, and um and get their perspectives because it's just great to hear these things that these memories that you have that might not have that that I'm you know we we may not have been aware of or and share them with our listenership right I think that's so. So important. There are so many stories at RPSM, right? Yes, From board members sure. to students to graduates. Yes, yes. Uh, right? Oh, yes. I, I yeah. know, exactly, exactly. So, <laughs> Charlotte Siegel. Yeah, you know, those are moments. Um, yeah, every recital yeah. has, I've had moments in every single recital where, you know, yeah. Yeah. I get goosebumps and yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it reminds us why it's so important, this work. And, um, Thank you for, I know it's difficult um, to, to, to make time for an organization like ours when you have, you know, all the work that you're doing at the university and, and in your life. Um, but it, it means so much to see you continue to invest what you do in our, in our community and in, in this work. So 
Uh, where do you want to go from here with RPSM? Like what, what are your hopes and dreams for the school? Where do you want to see it kind of go? Well, just dying for COVID-19 to be over because, Ooh. you know, for musicians yeah. and for children yeah. who love to learn music, this is extremely difficult and very disheartening. So, you know, wishes yeah. for, for health and safety and for everyone to be vaccinated. That's, that's uppermost in my mind because only yeah. when it's taken away, you realize how, how oh. much you need it, right? So that yeah. first and foremost, I want to see, um, you know, as being co-chair of the anti-racism, anti, anti-black racism and anti-oppression committee, I want to see yeah. more initiatives in terms of anti-racist policies and anti-oppression approaches. We can always do better yeah. Yeah. than, you know, making our community safe and that everyone's voice is heard and feeling respected. So I've, I've really invested in moving in that direction and expanding, broadening our horizons. Uh, I don't know whether we do this, but working with uh, trauma, uh, children who face trauma, like refugee populations, I'm not sure whether we're doing that. I'd like to expand that mm -hmm. and also become much more part of the neighborhoods for which we are living in so, and working. Right. And so more connections with the Regent Park community yep. and neighborhood, more yep. connections with the Jane and Finch neighborhood. Yep. and community because i think that you know we're, yep. we're it's all about community building and we're located Absolutely. in really amazing geographical locations that yep. i think we can make more of partnerships and i'm not sure what that means but just expanding no absolutely and, yeah, absolutely yeah. i i really appreciate your perspective on that and love i love hearing that from you directly about like your hopes and dreams and and, and it, it definitely all resonates and that's where we do want to go with it go deeper with a lot of the air in a lot of the areas that you mentioned right from trauma informed uh teaching practices through to how do we how do we bring our repertoire to life what is our repertoire right uh, all of yeah. these questions in terms of how much more we can be doing to address, um, you know, uh, to, to, to just for, make change. Uh, you know, I, I really think that we're in a position as a, as a small to medium sized community music schools, one of the bigger ones in Canada yeah. to help continue to, to, to make progress in all of these important areas. Right. So yeah. your leadership has been, um, a breath of fresh air, I must say, and thank you so much for all that you give to to this initiative, Bina. It's a, a great it's a pleasure. Blessing. It's a blessing, and thank you for mm. still being so creative and still thinking so out of the box. I, I appreciate that, and I hope you never stop doing that. I don't think you the will. Work, the work is not <laughs> the work is not finished, as I like to say. So, yeah, um, more of it. I want to thank you, and I, I, you know, you kept it simple there in terms of. I loved how you prioritized. We got to get out of this thing and prioritizing health. Uh, yeah. I, I wish you continued health and and uh, and, and thank you for uh, for all the smiles and support. Thank you, Richard. So it's an honor to work with you and with with the Regent Park School of Music. So thank you for that. Thank you for supporting the Every Little Voice podcast. Please subscribe and share it with your friends and colleagues. I'm Richard Marcella from the Regent Park School of Music, where to learn more, visit rpmusic.org. Thank you for your support. Be safe, and we'll see you again next time.
Oh uh-huh.